Monaco here with you on the overnights, 2 a.m. I got you for three hours to the warm-up show. What a disgrace. What a, what a horrible football game. We we spent all week going over and over that miserable game. Like, that's what we did. We actually did that all week long to talk about these two miserable teams. I mean, geez, if the rain falls, suddenly we can't play football. I mean, it was an atrocious performance from both teams, but the Giants really made it special. The Giants gave you the chef's kiss at the end of this game. A million things to get to. We'll take your phone calls, 877-337-6666. But really, this is where we are. The Jets are somehow alive now at 4-3, and three, and the Giants are dead at 2-6, and six, and they are dead. Dead. I don't care what the schedule looks like. It's dead, and you sell everyone. We'll get into that, but you sell everyone because this thing is an out-and-out joke. And after a year respite, and this is how I felt as soon as the game ended, right? We'll get into all the stuff. As soon as the game ended, this is how I felt. The Giants had one year of respite of not knowing how to win football games. If you look over the last decade of crap that this team has given you over and over again, and the clueless head coaches we have had since Tom Coughlin left, and the embarrassment and the mistakes at the end of games, whether it be coaching, whether it be execution, whether it be the players, whoever it was, someone's going to make a mistake to lose a game you should win, to blow a game, to not keep you close in a game, whatever this case may be. Something is going to happen where the Giants do not know how to play and win a football game. And last year was the complete opposite. And that's what pisses me off the most. Because this coach had me fooled. This coach had me fooled that we actually had a coach. And that they actually had a program here. And we were actually going somewhere. And Joe Shane had me fooled. That he was actually in the process of building a roster. And that we were heading in the right direction. I knew this year, might, I, I thought this year might not even be a playoff year. For the New York Giants. It's a tougher schedule. It is still year two of a rebuild. The offensive line still needs to come together. Rookie defensive backs. There were plenty of reasons where you could look at this and see this team not quite being as, you know, quote-unquote successful as last season. And maybe not having the same kind of, you know, making the playoffs, winning a road playoff game. But I expected to see something in the progress area. Nothing is better than last year. Nothing. The offensive line is much worse. Everything is worse. And the coach has become, you know, I'm not as, I'm not going to kill the coach as some others will because I don't trust the team either. Let's be honest. He played like he doesn't trust his team. Right? Last year, he trusted them implicitly from opening game. 
He goes for two in the opening game to go win it. It's like he had nothing to lose, and now he's afraid of, of whatever. I don't know. And I'll give you other, other games and other times uh, you know, throughout this season he is coached scared. There's been no doubt about it. He never goes for it on fourth down. He's coached scared on many occasions. I'm not as down on him as yesterday's game because you know what? I don't trust this team either. I don't trust this offensive line. I don't trust this run game. I don't trust this team to get a yard. And in a game where I know my defense is the only damn thing doing anything, you know what? I don't care the situation and where they are in the field and and how many yards they have to get. If I can put points on the board, I'm going to take the opportunity. Like early on in the game, he, he, he doesn't go for it. He kicks the field goal. Everybody's mad. Why? Look at this offense. Risk-reward. If they get the first down, what does it lead to? You think they're scoring a touchdown? They're not. I am not risking fourth and one to set up an easier field goal with a field goal kicker who suddenly can't kick field goals. So, no, I don't mind taking a chance and just to put up points on the board because I don't trust this run game, and I don't trust this offense at all. They had negative nine passing yards, and that's another uh, you know, talking point of the game. Obviously, once they lose Taylor and Taylor goes down in this game and they have to go to DeVito, which the real question isn't what they did with DeVito on the field today. Honestly, that's not the question because the strategy worked. I don't like it. You don't like it. I wish they would have taken some chances down the down the stretch of the game. I wish they would have put the ball in the sand. Early on, they did. He comes into the game the first drive. He throws on first down, almost throws a pick on and out. Scrambles on third down and slides instead of going for the first down. Then they get the fumble miraculously. He comes back. Takes a sack, deflected pass. Like, you could throw the one that was almost picked off again. You know. They tried to throw it. You know he's incapable of it. Why is there an incapable quarterback of playing quarterback as your backup in this game when Tyrod Taylor has a history of being hurt? That's the question I have. Why is he the guy? Why is that your option? I don't mind the strategy of not throwing. I'll be honest. I saw him throw the football. I don't want to see him throw the football. The way they were playing defense, I had no problem. Now, I have problem with a lot of the play calling. Why on earth on a third down are you calling a draw? Who are you fooling? When you know you're running it, why are you throwing? Why are you throwing? Uh, why are you having a, a toss and putting the ball six, seven yards behind the line of scrimmage? That I don't understand. A lot of the things I don't understand. But from the onset of this game, you knew what it was going to be—a slop fest—and the coach coached that way. I'm not ter- uh, Today is not the day. Overall, I'm disappointed with the way the coach is coached, and the mistakes at the end of this game are, uh, you know, a disaster. And the special teams have been a disaster. Up and like it, it all culminates into now the season being over, and I'm disappointed in the coach, and I'm disappointed in the GM, and the whole team's a freaking joke. Even from the start of this game, they get the turnover on the first, the first possession. I, you knew it was going to be a wacky day, right? You knew it was going to be a crazy day when Thibodeau is the the first 
the first drive of this game, Thibodeau, the much maligned Thibodeau, obviously the story around here, I don't know how big a story it is, but obviously they're aware of it. Thibodeau tweeted it. The whole team's aware of it. He gets the turnover on the first drive, sack fumble. They get the ball in the red zone, and what do they do? Three and out, not an ounce of energy. Nothing changes with this team. They can't get in the end zone. Three plays and out. Two turnovers in this game. Nothing from them. Nothing. Nothing. This offense is atrocious. This game was just just so ugly and atrocious. And, like, we'll get to the Jets and how terrible they are. First of all, the quarterback is awful. He takes terrible sacks. He can't throw the ball. They're, the Giants are lucky. Now, that's why I like the strategy. I don't, blame, I don't blame him for kicking field goals. I don't blame him for not throwing the ball. Because you could see the Jets' offense, besides one fluke little dump down that Brees Hall, who's an incredible player, takes to the end zone, Besides that, this offense had nothing to offer the New York Jets. Nothing. And this defense with Mink Martindale had them completely flummoxed. They had nothing they could do. That's why I don't mind playing. Once the rain, once the Giants took the lead, that was Dable's thought process. I am not making a mistake that puts them in good field position. I am not making a mistake that cost me this game. I trust my defense. It's the only damn unit that's any good. Even special teams got the punter shanking half the punts in the second half. I don't trust anybody. I understand he's the coach. He's supposed to trust the team. Are you not watching what we're watching? They're awful. So he makes the decision, I'm going to run the football, and I'm not going to make mistakes. And the strategy has it won. It comes down to that last drive for the Jets, He makes uh, the quarter. uh, Obviously, Wilson makes a a terrible play on first down to try and avoid a sack, and he takes a sack for a loss of about 103, allows Thibodeau to chase him down. Then on fourth down, he takes another bad sack, and that's the game. Thibodeau ends the game. He has this. This is the Thibodeau game. This is the game where he stepped up. He's all over the field. He causes a fumble at the start. With the sack strip, he ends the game with a sack at the end of the game. That's it. It's the Thibodeau game. And instead, from that moment on, the New York Giants, who don't know how to win football games, show up. And the litany of mistakes that happened from that moment on are an absolute disgrace. Because this show should have been completely different. I should have been walking in talking about how the Jets ruined an opportunity to go 4-3. and three, How the Jets can't beat De- Tommy DeVito. How... The problem with Zach Wilson, and they need, forget about the backup quarterback for the Giants. Are the Jets going to have a legitimate backup quarterback that they feel comfortable going to? Because it's, it's time to start pulling this kid in games where he does absolutely nothing. That was the conversation we were about to have, and then the Giants showed up. On first down, if you watch the play, on first down, Saquon Barkley goes down. I don't know why. I can't explain it. This is not not trying to get in the end zone and end the game. You got to get the first down. He does not fight through a tackle. He he goes down on first down. 
They don't get, obviously, anything on second and third. And then with, you know, 30 seconds left or whatever it is, I'm sorry. I You can make the argument. I'm sitting there watching the game. And I say to myself, it's one yard. Do I trust this team to get one yard and end the game? And the answer is I don't. As opposed to a 35-yard uh, field goal, an extra point is 33 yards. It's an extra point. It's a 93% play. I know he missed a, game, a kick earlier in the game. And that's the other thing. I know he's got a he told Stapleton he's got a knee issue. Is he on the is he playing or not? Is he a kicker for you or not? He hits a 35-yard field goal to start the game. I mean, I can't remember the last time they scored a touchdown, so I have no idea what he's doing in uh, extra points this year. I'd be surprised if he has more than 3 or 4. If he's healthy enough to be on the field, and if, he, if he's healthy enough to kick, he was unbelievable last year. They just gave him a contract extension. He was their most dynamic offensive weapon all season last year. If he's healthy enough to kick, that's the play. I kick the field goal. I give the Jets no timeouts, 24 seconds, having to score a touchdown. I don't, I don't want to take the risk of not getting that first down and then all I need is a couple of plays, a pass interference, whatever, sets them up for a game-tying field goal. I don't trust this team to gain a yard. You want to call that scared? Fine. That's fine. There's been times in this season where the coaches coach scared. I'm taking a chip shot field goal from my best offensive player last year who's already missed one. I know. I know it's raining. It wasn't a, it wasn't a hurricane out there. Kick the damn field goal. And if you're not healthy enough, tell your coach you can't kick it. If you walk out there, you kick the field goal. I know McDonald made a good play hopping over the line, might have disrupted it. Kick the field goal. And then from that moment on, they missed the field goal. Fine. You still have to have Zach Wilson, who's done nothing in this game go down the field and get you into field goal position in 24 seconds with no timeouts. And then Thibodeau, who had an incredible game, don't get me wrong, had an incredible game. Some of those sacks are coverage sacks, and Zach Wilson doesn't want to get rid of the ball. It's amazing. But still, he was all over the place, had a great game. Started it, ended it, should have ended it. But you cannot go off sides there. It is a killer penalty. It allows them to go down the field, catch a ball in the middle of the field, and not lose any time. That is, without question, the killer play of this whole thing because that breeds momentum. Right now, I know they make the play anyway. If they make that play and have to run off the clock, they have maybe, maybe a spike and then a chance at a sideline play to get out of bounds for a field goal. Maybe. You cannot jump off sides, give them a free play, and allow them to attack the middle of the field without having to worry about losing time off the clock. You can't do it. I understand all the plays he made. We have to be smarter than that. You have to be. And then obviously the next play goes down the field. And then the real controversy of this game is, if you see, uh, Boomer tweeted, a couple of people have tweeted it, it's out there, 
I don't think they mentioned it at all during the broadcast. I'm not sure I heard it brought up at all during the postgame. But if you watch it, the Jets make that play down the middle of the field. They all run down to set the ball for the spike. And the referee does not pick up the ball. The referee does not set it. The Jet center picks up the ball, puts the ball down. The referee runs by and ever so slightly, not to hurt it or to move it, ever so slightly touches the football. And I suppose that is now being set and affords them to stop the clock with one second. It's not why the Giants lost. I'm not sitting around crying about it, but I thought that the referee would have to set the ball up himself and had to pick. How many times have we seen this? Where at the end of the game, the, 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 the referee has to pick up the ball, put it down. The, guy, the, the offensive line has to wait for him. Suddenly, the Jets were allowed to pick up the ball. The center could put it down wherever he wanted, and the referee just came by and gave it like a wave of approval, and suddenly that was it. And then Zerline obviously hits a 35-yard field goal because that's what field goal kickers do. Hit 35-yard field goals. And then in overtime, this is the real problem I have with DeVito. And the Giants. And here's a huge mistake from Dable. If you know you are not throwing the football, and you know you have no offense here, you you have to either one of two things in the overtime, one of two things. You have to trust your quarterback, or you have to elect to kick off the football. Because you cannot allow what happened to happen. If you have no offense, you can't get pinned back in your own end zone because a false start, a holding play, you're screwed. Your punter shanks another one. You cannot trust. You haven't trusted your offense. You have put the game in your defense's hands the entire second half. Hell, the entire game. It started to rain. You saw the direction of the football game. You put it in your hands of your defense. Then you took the lead, and you literally took it out of the hands of your offense and put that game on your defense. Now, it should have been good enough. You had that strategy, had the game won, in my opinion. Then you blew it. When the overtime starts, why change up strategy now? Why would you put the hands? I know it's just the rote thing. Hey, it's overtime. I got to get the ball, right? No. No. Not if you do not trust your offense against this Jet defense. You haven't been able to move the ball at all. You've had, you, have nine, you have negative nine passing yards. You cannot trust your offense in that moment. And then if you do, then you have to just trust your offense and not throw two-yard outs and run the football. You have to attack down the field. Maybe you get a penalty. Maybe you get a miracle play. Something. Something. That's where Dable makes no sense because all game long, he's doing one thing. All game long. He's not putting the ball in, 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 in question. He's not willing to make mistakes. He's being uber careful and trusting his defense. It should have won him the game. It didn't. Now he's in overtime, and suddenly he decides to trust his offense without trusting his offense. Kick the ball, hope you pin them back, you get field position, and maybe you're a play away from kicking a field goal. So much went wrong at the end of this game for the New York Giants. And it's as ugly as it was, and as much as, yeah, at times this season, he is coach scared. And I know that plays into the narrative. It's a one-yard run. Go get it, win the game. Hey, why are you settling for field goals here? That's how you lose. No, that's how you lose against Patrick Mahomes. That's how you lose against Burrow. That's how you lose against Allen. That's how you lose against teams that actually can move the football and score. The Jets can't do that. 
I'm taking points every single time I can, especially with this giant offense. Why? So I can get a first down early in that game and set up for maybe a better field goal. I'm not getting into the end zone. I'm not. And if you say that's playing scared, then fine, I'm playing scared. I am scared of how horrific this offense has been all season long. They're the worst offense in the NFL. Going against one of the top defenses in the NFL in a rainy slog of a game. I'm not le- I'm not t- I'm not turning away points. The risk reward there isn't, hey, you you keep moving, you get into the end zone. No, the risk reward is there is I'm risking getting one yard, which I don't trust him to do, to set up for maybe an easier field goal three plays later. Like, that's where my mindset is. That's where the coach's mindset is. And then in overtime, yeah, give me the ball. Just an absolute atrocious display from the New York Giants. An atrocious display from both of these teams in one of the harder-to-watch, ugly games you've ever seen. Just, I mean, just absolutely nothing. You got a Brees Hall touchdown, and that's it. I mean, and the Jets, we'll get into them and the disgrace that they are. I mean, the Jets' best, the Giants' best offense was penalties from the Jets time and time again. Personal fouls, all going, you know, neutral zone infraction on punts out of the end zone. I mean, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? They, I mean, both of these teams, if you came away. If you watch that football game, I don't trust either of these teams. The Jets might be in it at four and three, and and football is so wonky and and week to week. They might show up next week and play really damn well. I have no idea. But if you're looking at this Jet team just for a second here, the quarterback cannot be trusted. The offense really, besides Wilson and, and Brees Hall, don't have anybody. Lazard dropped a huge pass in this game. The tight ends are, you know, overrated, quite honestly, even though they're not that highly rated. The two other running backs stink, and the quarterback is awful and takes terrible sacks. And the defense might be talented, and the defense is capable of a lot, but the defense and the special teams make stupid mistake after stupid mistake. They single-handedly kept the Giants alive. The one touchdown is, is, is personal fouls. On third down, I mean, leading with your head, roughing the quarterback, all plays that just lead to a touchdown that they did not have to give up. And then they force a punt out of the end zone, and they go, and they're off sides. Like, you can't make it up. Both of these teams did everything they could to lose the football game. The Giants were just better at it. And, I mean, so looking ahead, the Jets have a season, the Giants don't. Plain and simple, right? That's a simple thing. So as we put an end to this giant season, everything I thought I knew, I have to learn again. Because I thought the Giants had a coach. I don't think that anymore. I thought the Giants were heading in a good direction. I don't think that anymore. I thought the Giants had a good general manager. How could I think that now? When he allows... Tommy DeVito to be the backup quarterback who they don't trust to throw the football. Now, I, me personally, if he's forced to start next week, I think it'll be a different game plan. I think a lot. Of, I think they'll throw the football more. I think once they had the lead in this rain game and the way the defenses were playing this football game, the coach made a decision, I'm not putting the ball at risk at all. I'm not allowing Tommy DeVito 
to ruin this game for me or lose this game for me. If we lose it on defense, we lose it on defense. If I don't score enough points, I don't score enough points. But the last thing I'm doing is turning the ball over or making a key mistake and setting the Jets up for points that they don't have to earn. That was his decision. There are nuances to that, and I'm sure there's a million different plays we can talk about, but his decision got them the win. They have the ball under the two-minute warning, running out the clock with a three-point lead against an offense that's done absolutely nothing. They have the game won. The kicker missed the kick, and then they made stupid play after stupid play. And as the season ends, what do I think of the New York Giants? Sell everything. Why on earth would you not trade Saquon Barkley, trade Adoree Jackson, trade Xavier McKinney, who got spun around on that touchdown from Brees Hall? How how on a... I know he got blocked. But how on earth on a drop-off pass that's 30 yards ahead of you do you end up having your back turned when the runner runs by you? It's hard to get on the defense, but that play is embarrassing. Trade everyone. I don't get rid of everybody. Bring as much draft capital. They're going to be drafting back inside the top five again. We're going to be looking at another quarterback. Here we go. Round and round. That's the most frustrating thing is I thought they were on a path. I could deal with a step back in that path. I could even do, I could even deal with a divergent road on that path as long as I thought it was moving forward. The nonsense and the crap we saw today, how could you possibly think this team is moving forward? I don't trust anybody. I know the I know the quarterback is injured. I know they're playing with backup quarterbacks. I get it. I get it. I know they had the game won. And if they win the game, I'm singing a different tune. They lost. And this is the tune I'm singing. 877-337-6666. We'll get into the different aspects of this game. We'll talk about all the different plays. We'll take more of an angle from it from the Jet side. But none of it's good. None of it's positive. Both teams are atrocious. The only difference is we still we still can watch the atrocious Jets with hopes of maybe they won't be so atrocious next week. The Giants are dead. So I don't want to hear any calls from all the Giant fans who say I'm too negative and, you know, hey, you know, they could turn this around. They're playing the Raiders next week. It's over playing the Raiders next week. I don't care how bad the Raiders are. Jimmy Garoppolo and that offense can't be worse than what the Jets provided. They can't do anything. 877-337-6666. Let's talk about it. Why not? Let's put a bow on this giant season and figure out how the hell we can get the Jets any better. I don't think it's possible. What an ugly, disgusting game. Can't believe we spent all week talking about that. Now i got to spend another two days talking about it again.